Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach. And I'm Hasita. I'm a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. Hi, small talkers. I woke up today wondering something, and I'm going to ask my dear friend Hasita. Hasita, who are you? Oh, I see we are jumping into the big questions first thing in the morning. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I am a marketing consultant at work. I'm also a mother. I have been a copywriter. I like to believe that I am a decent sibling, a daughter, all of those identities that make up the personal me. I'm also a baker from time to time. I'm a swimmer from time to time. Oh, and more recently, I think about six months ago, I've realized that I want to be doing some work in the sustainability space. I don't know what that's called, though. So there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call you a sustainability champion for now because everything should have a label, right? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I asked you this because I was thinking about the concept of. identity i was doing some work around leaders and what kind of identities they uh, show or portray in their day to day and i was wondering you know what really is our identity james clear has this kind of simple notion that what you repeatedly do is your identity right so if i pick up a brush and i paint every day then i'm a painter yeah and he uses that well to say that If I want to become a painter, then I should pick up a brush and paint every day. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But then, um, so when you are juggling between, say, ten different identities, and all of us are right, we are all mm. doing different things at different points in time. It's not just the simple act of picking up a brush. You know, like some days I might want to be an X, and some days I might have an energy for a Y. Right. More recently, both of us have become. Uh, For lack of a better word, creators, because we now have this podcast. Right? Yeah, we're podcasters. Say it. <laughs> yeah, we are podcasters. So, and but we don't. The fact is that we don't podcast on a daily basis, right? We don't record on a daily basis. So, my question really is: What identities make up who I am, mm-hmm. and how do I go about representing this? Because I think we all want to be understood. and i think social media has only made us want that a little bit more right now that so many people have our attention mm. who am i being in that yeah. context and i think initially there was a certain amount of interest in showcasing the perfect life and you know talking about all the good things but over a period of time i think people including myself have become more aware of the fact that it's about being as genuine as possible and touch of humor on instagram a touch of seriousness on linkedin but largely mm. you're still being the same person right So when I have ten different identities, which one do I really capture or latch onto in a way? You know, no, that's that's an important question because I think it goes back to the concept of identity and why we should have a certain identity on a certain platform itself, right? And I've been thinking about that, and I think it was a lot maybe easier some years ago where you had very few channels to really share your work or your interests. So largely I think once kind of we got on to the online bandwagon it was about blogging. 
So whatever somebody wrote about often became their identity. So people were travel bloggers, food bloggers, marketing bloggers, etc. And then more and more channels opened up. And I think why am I on a few of these platforms? Because one, I want to get to know people I already know or knew in some way. I want to get to know them better, be a little more not even active or involved, just aware of who they are and what they do. And I think I definitely do want to meet new people, right? New people that I can kind of do work with, learn something from, just have a good conversation with. And so to that end, somewhere, I also need to let them know who I am, what interests me, what is my identity. Yeah, yeah. End of the day, right? So I think that's why it is even important to think about this because somebody may ask the question that just be you. I mean, why are you talking about identity on a platform, etc.? Yeah, but then that's the thing, right? The me itself is such a complex organism and I think that's true of all of us, right? So when you say just be you, who is that in a way, you know? Then how much of it is palatable even to, to a large extent? So, Because like, let's say both of us, most of our day is just being a mom. Yeah. And I can't carry that to every platform where I want to interact with others, right? Because that comes with a very different or particular mindset, let's say. So I think um, also to differentiate between what is an identity and something we want to pursue and something we want to look at not only the width but also the depth of versus a simple interest. Yeah, and those two things are so different, right? I mean, an interest is something that you do more to cool it off in a way. And it's not necessary to get consistent with it. But an identity is who you are. And in a way, you will be living those values on a daily basis. Yeah. And even the notion of identity doesn't have to be very straight-jacketed or boring or it doesn't have to be standard existing labels, right? I think one of my identities is that I'm a fan of Snoopy and the Peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Right? And anyone who knows me or has even exchanged one WhatsApp message with me knows that. And it is... And why I'm choosing to call it an identity and not an interest is because for me, it's a philosophy, right? It's something that I I buy into, I enjoy. And also because a lot of people have reached out to me or shared things with me saying, hey, I think you like this because you're a Snoopy fan. Oh, wow. And it's not just merchandise. It's not about, hey, there's a new cool Snoopy t-shirt, but it's about, let's say, something that Charles Schultz did or his style of working or or an anecdote from his life. Or sometimes just someone else who has talked about how it has meant a lot to them during their growing up years. So it's interesting how, and I think that's why it's a part of my identity, right? So yeah. Those who know me know I change my DP regularly to just yes. <laughs> showcase my mood, my thoughts on that day. Yeah, for weekends and long weekends and festivals <laughs> and Christmas and time off. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Yes. So identity doesn't have to be boring at all because mm. like you said, there's also the coach identity for me, the writer identity for me, the podcaster now and all the other stuff, right? The ex-banker, the mother, this, that, etc. So all of that can coexist. 
when we do need to think a little bit seriously about it is when there is this need that you feel to become what is an oft used but also kind of abused term of thought leader yeah in fact uh, i was just going to ask you how does this play out on a professional platform because i think the stakes are so much higher on a personal platform we are okay to be seen one way or another over a period of time but we do want to put our best foot forward in that sense uh, particularly mm. on on platforms like linkedin say for example yeah and uh, subha you and i have met a lot of people and we ourselves have thought about it as well in terms of saying or rather creating thought leadership content right so how can you create four pieces of thought leadership for us right and uh, fair enough i mean it's not a bad ask it's just that where is your starting point in a way and what exactly are you leading so that question and i think it takes a lot of self awareness honestly to be able to answer that and answer that genuinely enough because i have personally felt that unless you bring an x amount of experience there is no point in really trying to have opinions yeah. on that subject yeah. no, i think you're right thought leadership whether you like the word or not someone i noticed said hey let's stop this and call it a voice of authority because whose thoughts are you leading and all that stuff but that aside i think thought leadership calls for depth and it calls for deep significant personal interest in that topic right so i think where we struggle is when folks come to us saying i want thought leadership articles just because they are in a certain role in an organization and sometimes just for a few years and they themselves are not thinking in so much depth about that topic yeah yeah so to me thought leadership means that there is deep expertise and also there is leadership right so maybe like hasita when you started on your marketing journey i know you consumed a lot of content from top marketers right and you shared a lot of it in on your platforms and wherever you wanted to you wrote about it you and that's perfectly fine that's how you kind of start by reading others in that space consuming their content today as you move towards establishing greater credibility in marketing and definitely you want to be known as a voice of authority in this space more and more then it becomes about new innovative ideas not just rehashing existing thoughts yeah okay? yeah so the expectation is that because you are doing radical innovative stuff in that field or you are questioning existing solutions existing ideas there mm-hmm. is some form of thought leadership it's not really about putting together everything and saying hey this is my kind of summary of everything that's happening in this field <laughs> makes sense yeah in fact that also brings up a very interesting point because having an opinion essentially is putting yourself out there in the most extreme way possible yeah that's quite interesting because in a way having an opinion is putting yourself out there in the most extreme way possible and we do have cancel culture we do have mm-hmm. this tendency to put people on the right side or the wrong side and then there's no side in between in a way yeah. right so to have an opinion and to be able to articulate that opinion itself is a major step and then to put it out there knowing full well that people may agree people may disagree just to take an example i uh, i'm a huge fan fan of marvel and disney is a page that i follow on linkedin just to see if any job opportunities mm. come up <laughs> right and yesterday for pride month they decided to uh, post an extremely generic message about how they stand in solidarity with xyz and you know uh, we are supporting this and 
So there were no specifics, so to speak, mm. right? And mm. from a company like Disney, that just comes across as a PR stunt rather mm. than anything else, right? Everyone's mm. talking about it, so I need to. And then if you see the comments underneath, people are criticizing, people are ridiculing. Mm-hmm. So the fact is that not having an opinion is equally dangerous in today's world. Yeah, true. But then having an opinion also opens you up to cancelling. So you know, I think that's where a lot of leaders and people generally in the workplace, myself included. uh tend to shy away from taking extreme pos so how do you lead with authority if you're not too sure that you should be saying something so i think one is that maybe don't keep extreme as a benchmark in the sense that look to just share your new thoughts and ideas on in the work in that space from a very genuine and authentic space right put your point of view out there say hey you know something as simple as saying this is what i've been seeing happening in my workplace over the last few years this is how i think we should do it differently or this is why it's not been working so you're putting out something which is new is something you're going to try you're maybe also saying that hey i don't know if this is the answer right i'm not claiming that i've invented something new I'm open to hearing your point of view for and against. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. There's a marketer Karthik Srinivasan that we both follow. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think we've also seen that kind of evolution from just sharing ads and marketing campaigns that he likes or enjoys to really becoming that voice of authority. Someone who is able to clearly articulate what a campaign is trying to say who does the hard work who does the research to say where this is coming from what this could mean for marketing or for that industry really putting in a lot of effort and depth into it and that shows in one the kind of following that he has and it also shows in the maturity of the comments that he receives and how he responds absolutely so i think what we're really calling out here is that an identity is something that's nurtured through knowledge right and knowing enough is really the basis for having an opinion and that it's okay to evolve and it's okay for that knowledge to mature over a period of time really and maybe that's what and a hat tip to adam grant it's okay to think again right and it's okay <laughs> to to change your point of view and to change what you feel about something Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what distinguishes uh, an identity from an interest, I guess. Because honestly, if you ask me today, hey, what's the standard formula for baking? I have no idea because I just follow a <laughs> recipe, right? But then if you ask me about something else, like, hey, you know, how do you save the elephants? Then I might have at least a sentence to contribute, if not more. And hopefully, that will only get better over time. Yeah. And I think what is also interesting is that these. identities and interests they start also informing the decisions that we make about things we want to do going forward yeah. right you mentioned that you know, sustainability is an interest and i think over a period of time we will see it become your identity i think so too i think so too yeah because over some time you will start going deeper it will start informing you know who you want to work with what kind of work do you want to do what is in your mind sustainability done the right way or the wrong way and then that starts becoming your identity yeah so we evolve basically yes <laughs> we should leave room for evolution <laughs> yes 
So on that note, I think just to kind of bring it all together, we touched upon what is identity, what are some of the interests that we may hold, which we can just let it grow, nurture it and see if it is something that we want it to become a larger part of us. And then think about how we want to put it out there in the online world or in the on various social channels, simply because you feel that it'll attract for you new and different people to meet, new and different kind of work new and different kind of ideas and just let it be right i think don't overthink things too much let them coexist so be the marketer on linkedin be the traveler on instagram be the short story writer on facebook it's all you yeah and whoever is really in it in that sense will see these multiple personas and recognize i think that they're all essentially the same human being and that in itself is quite valuable yeah that's right so yeah here's to actually being you and letting that mean the many colors of the rainbow if that's what it takes and not really worrying too much about what people think and who exactly am i maybe that's an essay and not a one word sentence awesome bye guys catch you next time for listening till the very end we hope you enjoyed the conversation if you'd like to leave us a note about the episode please do write in at connect@raincraft.in or drop us a voice message at speakpipe.com/raincraft all the details about our guest today and how you can find us on social media are available in the show notes so please do have a read and catch you next time